0: Welcome to the Momentum Podcast. Our hope is to fill you with the light and life that are found in Jesus so you can shine in the world around you. A great next step if you'd like to grow in your faith is connecting to a community. We would love to help you connect at Momentum. For more information, visit MomentumSanDiego.com. Again, that's MomentumSanDiego.com. We hope you enjoy the message. All right, you guys doing good? Everyone okay? getting there? Just gonna talk loud until you're awake, okay? All right, turn to somebody next to you and say you need another hour of sleep. And then turn back at them and say, not as badly as you do. Sorry, we're causing division in the body of Christ as we get going today. We're in Bring Life People Part 2. We're going to do something a little different, something really cool today. So getting to Pastor of the church, one of the sweetest things is I get to see all of the amazing things that are happening week in and week out. I get to see the ways... That God is moving in small things and big things, what he's up to, the blessings that he brings to the church. And one of the blessings I get to see here that maybe you don't, maybe you have seen this, I'm not really sure, is simply the fact that God has blessed momentum with so many godly, talented humble young 20-somethings who have given their life to this place and every single week they're at work uh, in front of people in front of students uh, teaching middle school house high school house over there in, in kid city on social media all over the place making what we do possible making it happen week in and week out and so I was praying for direction at the end of last year about where God wants us to go this year what he wants us to do this year and one of the things he pressed on my heart specifically was building into that generation and growing them and equipping them in their leadership so that they can rise up and carry this thing farther than I ever could and so one of the things I felt compelled to do in that was to start bringing them up here to help preach so you guys could get to hear their hearts, and you guys could get to see the cool things that God is doing in them and through them around us. And so, today is the first one of those, of a series of those that we're going to do this year. And, and I'm going to talk about and introduce you to our friend Will Sevadal really quick. Yeah. No, no, hang on, hang on. I'm going to embarrass you for a minute and, and take you back down memory lane. So, Five years ago, we needed somebody to lead worship in our Momentum student house. All the kids were packed into one place at that time, and we said, man, this is going really well, but how cool would it be if students could come in and worship here as a part of what we do? And so. Somebody connected me to Will five years ago at that little smoothie shop that's across from Southwestern College, right by Mandarin with the good salt and pepper chicken wings, you know, a couple doors down, they got this little smoothie place in there. And I met Will there for the first time and I said, hey, could you help? We just need somebody. I hadn't even heard him sing at that point. We just needed somebody and he said, I got you, and, and he shows up at the first student house and begins to sing the song Oceans by Hillsong, and I'm telling you, the, the house started to shake because of the Holy Spirit that had just shown up through, through Will. Will is our longest-running student leader. He's been volunteering with students for five years now. Um, Will will became the director of our high school house ministry this past fall after leading our kids up to ciy and, and then and then the thing about well here's my selfish prayer is i pray that you're doing this when my kids get to high school because i'll tell you guys something about student ministry when we're thinking about people we want pouring into the kids and students here the first question we ask is not how charismatic are they or organized are they or whatever else are they do they lead a good game we say do I want this person reproducing their character in the lives of our kids and will is just a resounding yes for that anyone who knows him knows he loves God passionately he seeks God or Jesus daily and that this guy is one of the greatest lovers of people that you will ever meet. Now, all that being said, can you welcome Will up here to help with this thing? Yeah, man. Okay, so you I don't know. We're off we're, we're going to go. Just Okay, come on, just flip it on. There you go. Hey, one more time for Will. He turned on his microphone. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to get you through this. How you
1: feeling? You okay? Um Feeling tired. I'm on my third cup of coffee. There we go. Um, yeah, daylight saving time is, has got me crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. Like, I, Andrew, can I can I be
0: hot with you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know what that I, means. Sorry,
1: it, that actually means uh, honest, open, and transparent. We say that at high school house. Ah. Hot stands for honest, open, and transparent. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm 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 pretty nervous right now. Like I'm like oh my gosh. Like I, I, I speak in front of like. Probably twenty to twenty-five students every Wednesday night, but you know this is a whole different level. But like, like I know I'm off to a good start because usually I'm gonna be hot with you guys. Okay, don't be disgusted a little bit. But like, usually every time I have to speak, I have to throw up like right before. <laughs> like. But you know I haven't thrown up today. I haven't
0: thrown up like in a while, so I'm like I'm
1: good. I think I'm okay. But yeah, but yeah I'm ready. I'm ready.
0: And you brought your own towel and you're in Lakers colors. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) praise God. I'll get you into Bring Life People and the heart behind this series. It really revolves around this simple phrase that we'll pull up on the screens for you. We introduced this last week. Everywhere Jesus went, lives were lifted, light shined in darkness, and hungry people found the God they were craving. And here's the deal, here's the deal. If we can simply return to living like Jesus, we could see these things happen in our world as well. And this series is just a big what if. And it's like, what if the best part of Sunday was when everybody went pouring out of this place into schools, into work environments, into kids' practice, into teams, into different places, shining the light of Jesus and bringing the life found in him to the world around us. Not awkward forcing faith on people, not cornering people into weird conversations that they're not ready for, but what if this place, what if Sunday was like this fueling and equipping moment, and then as we went from here we brought the life and light found in Jesus Christ to a world around us what would happen in our day if we did that what would happen in our city if we did that what would happen in our schools if we did that what would happen in our lives if if we did that. So we've broken this down, this big Jesus life idea into this simple acronym, B-R-I-N-G. And we've just said, it's not as hard as you might think it is. If you can just follow some simple steps in this acronym that Will's gonna walk you through, it really falls into place. What do we got? Yeah.
1: So uh, B stands for Begin With Prayer, as you guys can see. And this, is, this just sets that foundation when it comes to bringing life. This is where we get to ask God, like, hey God, Help me love people the way that you love people. God, help me see people the way that you see people. God, help me, help me to recognize where I can love on people. God, break my heart for what breaks yours. This is, this is it. This is the foundation. And I believe this is where we need to begin before we can even bring life. And when we begin with prayer, we can just join in to wherever God is already working. Um, R is recognize your area. Uh, this is one of the most important things to pray about. Um, I believe each and every single, single one of us are placed in the place we are placed in the places that we are placed for a reason. That's a mouthful, right there. There you go. That's uh, good. Man, like we we work in the work in the in the place that we work for a reason. We live in the city that we live in for a reason. We go to the schools that's for the students. We go to the schools that we go to for a reason. You know, I believe each and every single one of us. We, God can use wherever we are you know I think like one of the biggest downfalls in, in Christianity one of the biggest downfalls in our faith is actually that some people believe that we have to go halfway across the world to go make an impact now I'm not I have nothing against mission I love missions I love the heart of missions don't mishear me when I say that but I believe that when we, if we ask God like, hey God Reveal to me, where can I bring life? Where can I love on people? Where can, where can I shine my light? I believe God can tell us that it's right where we are. Uh, I is invest in learning stories. Once we recognize an area, this is where we can start investing in learning stories of the people around us. See, God is our creator, right? He is a creator. So each and every single one of us, like we're all created uniquely, we're all created differently. He created us all differently, so each of us have different stories to tell. Each of us have different circumstances that we have faced. Each of us had different upbringings. Um, like I, you know, I look around this room. Like there are some stories that I know personally. There are some stories that I don't. But I can tell you, if I if I got to know each and every single story, I bet you it's all completely different. And when we get to learn and listen to the stories the people that are around us, that's when we can really start bringing life. And N is noticing needs and meeting them. Um, when we learn the stories of others, this is how we do that, right? This is how we notice the needs and meet them. When we have conversations with them and we, when we ask them what their story is, this is when we start to notice the needs and this is when we can meet them. This letter is so crucial for anyone that wants to bring life. If you wanna be a, a bring life person, you need to learn how to notice needs and meet them. And when we notice needs and meet them, it opens up the door to so many spiritual things. And Jesus, give a glimpse of God's goodness. Uh, this is the great thing about this whole acronym: is that it's all connected, right? When we begin with prayer, and when we ask God, "Hey God, show me where I where I can bring life," and He shows us, then we can start investing in learning stories. Once we start investing in learning stories of other people, that's when we can meet their needs and that's when we can notice their needs and meet them. And once we notice their needs and meet them, that's when we can give a glimpse of who God really is. That's when we can give a glimpse of who, uh, of God's generosity, of his love. You know, this is what this whole Bring Life series is about. You know, Matt challenged us last week that every single day, we're gonna focus on one letter and, and we're gonna bring life for the next six weeks leading up to Easter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you may have missed it, but if you weren't here last week, there were these boxes under every single seat, and it's a little kit that we gave out so you can bring life to people around you. It has a car sticker uh, that you can put on the car to remind you that you're on mission. It had a $5 bill in it that you got to use to bring life to somebody else. I'm sorry you can't pocket that. Um, But if you missed one of those, we still have them out there at, at the info center. But the idea is that every single person in the church would do one of those letters every day for the rest of the series. So you don't have to do it all, you don't have to B-R-I-N-G in one day, but you would just pick one of those letters and focus on it for the day so together we can lead this place and bring life to the world around us. We're gonna go back into Luke 19. We're gonna just stick to that passage. So if you like diving around in the word of God or you wanna make sure I'm not making this stuff up, you can just go to Luke 19, to the story of that man, Zacchaeus, and I'll take it from the beginning one more time. Luke 19 verse one simply says this, So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mother. He has gone to be the guest of the sinner. I love the message translation. What's Jesus doing getting cozy with the crook? Mm. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house and hold on to this part for later because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. We're going to pull some quick observations out of this passage, and Will's got the first observation.
1: Yeah, uh, when, when Matt, Matt and I, we sat down a couple months ago doing this, we actually sat down, we read this passage, and we tried to Unpack it as much as we can, and see, like, okay, what is the Bible saying? What is God trying to say in this text? What is God trying to reveal to each and every single one of us? And like, one of the first things I remember that we noticed was that Jesus lived his life with with his eyes wide open. Uh, What what I mean by that? In the passage, um, you know, Jesus was walking through on the way to somewhere else. He was on his way to Jericho. uh, you know, that was, like, Jericho wasn't his final destination. He was just walking through. He had somewhere else to go. But as he was walking through, he actually, on verse 5, it says he, he looked up. He looked up, and he saw this little short man up in a tree. Like, he was, he was just passing through, and he looked up, and he saw a man up in a tree. So the first, the first thing that we can take away from this passage, more than anything, is and that's our first point in the bulletin, is to bring life people live with eyes wide open. Like, you know, there's so many stories, there's so many uh, miracles that Jesus did in the Bible, right? I think, like, some of us can even go like, man, like, how does Jesus do that? Like, every single encounter that he had was something special. Well, maybe it was because he had his eyes open for every opportunity that he can have to have a special encounter. And I think some of us here, even in our faith walks, and in our walk with God, we ask like, how come we're not doing that? How come like, my life doesn't seem as special as Jesus is? How come my life is so boring? How come my faith life is so boring? How come I'm not seeing fruit in the relationship that I have? Maybe it's because we don't have our eyes open to the opportunities that we have to bring life. You know, Jesus kept his eyes open to bring life all the time and we just need to do the same and we we just want to show you guys a few simple things that bring life people need to keep their eyes open for
0: good good job uh i'd say number one is this keep your eyes open for people who are hungry for god if you're feeling along in the outline number one is simply this keep your eyes open for people who are hungry for god i want you to think about this for a second where was Zacchaeus when we found him in this passage Come on now, don't be shy. You can talk in church. Where? Let me get, hang on. I'll give you a hint, okay? Where was Zacchaeus when we found him in this? Mario's like, not my guitar, please, no. (laughs) Where was he when we found him in this passage? Sycamore fig tree. Now, what was he doing in the tree? He was looking... Better better question is, who was he looking for in the tree? Jesus. See, he was looking for God and expressing it, although he had not yet realized it. He was looking for God and expressing his hunger for, for God from the tree, even though he did not yet realize what he was hungry for. I just want to be a voice that tells you there are people around you right now who are hungry for God and expressing it although they do not know what they are hungry for. I grew up in a games neighborhood. Did anybody grow up? I'm talking a be in when the streetlights are. Come on, who's got me? Be in when the streetlights come on. We were a ghost in the graveyard. We were a spud. Kick the can, kickball, sardines, hide and go seek anything you could play, the whole neighborhood was fair game. And it's so funny because I I went right to trees when I thought about this, because I remember when you'd be hiding in the neighborhood and, and then you'd climb up the tree or you'd be somewhere and all of a sudden you hid yourself so well that no one could find you. And then you start to notice that the game went on without you. Now I didn't have the social wherewithal at the time to just hop down and go, oh gosh, let's just start over. So you'd be in the tree and people would be coming by, and you'd give a little, ah, ah, <laughs> hey. <laughs> or maybe you would shake the branches. I have a vivid memory of being up there shaking the branches because I wanted to be found. Can I tell you something? There are people in your life today who are shaking the branches because they want to be found. You just have to know what you are looking for. Let me tell you a few things. You know, it's interesting because in culture, it's gotten so so comfortable and cool to tell people where your life isn't going well. Back in the day, if you were in therapy, you did not tell people you were going to therapy. Now it's like your second thing. Hey, I'm that. I'm in therapy. How you doing? It is cool to introduce and to broadcast how bad of a mom you are and how you're struggling with this, that, or the other. But can I tell you something? Underneath those posts and those people who are broadcasting the places in their life that isn't working well, there is also a hunger for God. They may not have realized it yet can I tell you something some of you have had people who have started to ask about why you live the way you do some of you have had people go hey like why are you guys so nice how come every time there's a thing how come every Christmas you're over here and the kids and they got cookies and everything how you every Sunday you guys do every Sunday What, what do you what do you do there What's it like, can I tell you something, that is somebody around you shaking the branches because they want to be found. You know where to look? Look for people longing for human connection. Look for that friend who you go, hey, you want to hang out sometime? They're like, and they have the calendar out, and they're like, when I can be there? I'll be there early. Do you need me to pick up the Starbucks on the way? Because I'll tell you something, when people are hungry for connections with others, Underneath that, there is always a hunger for connection with creator. And finally, when you notice people that are publicizing their desire to make their life better, you have found somebody shaking the branches because they're hungry for God. Oh, this new year, new year, new me, no more toxic relationships. No more this, no more that, no more sugar. We're going gluten-free, paleo, changing up the relationships, gym flow, work sweat, grind coffee, go get whatever the thing is, don't knock the hustle, all of those. Can I tell you, that's code for I'm not what I want to be right now. And underneath that is the idea that there's one who can make you everything you were made to be and more. And there are people in our lives every single day, and if we keep our eyes open, you would be surprised what you find don't you ever for a second think because somebody looks like you have it all together on the outside that on the inside they're doing okay. Did you catch the words in this verse? Go to the next one for me. It says this, Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Greek word in your New Testament there that Luke uses means abounding in resources. Jesus followers, don't confuse success with salvation. Don't think because she's got a thin waist, thick hips, and her makeup's always done, that she likes herself. Don't think that because they live in a neighborhood and there's a gate to get in, that they don't worry about their kids and their kid's future and who they're becoming, and if their kid is going to find something in this world that they can hang on to that's actually true. Don't say they're no for them. Don't assume because it looks like the net worth is somewhere in the millions that they don't have deep spiritual needs underneath that. Can I tell you something about that, by the way? In this town, statistically, half of them who look that way aren't really. They're just pretending, and pretending is exhausting. And for some who have reached that place and reached those levels of success, they were propelled there because they were chasing words their dad never said to them. And they thought, maybe if I earn enough, achieve enough, and climb high enough, it could just fill that gap. Because what I really wanted said was this. I never got that, so maybe I can go earn it myself. Can I tell you something for people like that? The news that there is a God who has thought of you, who has not forgotten you, and who wants to rest his love on you through the power of Jesus Christ. That's still really, really good news for people like that. We don't say anyone's no for them. We keep our eyes open for people who are hungry for God. Number two, Will?
1: Yeah. Um, Man, if we believe that people are hungrier for God than what we actually think, then one of the things that we need to uh, keep our eyes open for is the opportunity to invite. Um, You know, in Luke 19, verse 5, it says, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house. This is actually the first biblical example of someone inviting themselves over to dinner, right? Um, man, like, I, like I, I preached this message two weeks ago at High School House, and um, like one of the things I, I, I told my high school kids, because I mean, they're all broke, they don't have jobs, right? So I told them, like, look, if you guys are hungry, just go ahead and invite yourself over to your friend's house. And just say that you're being Christ-like, okay? <laughs> um, no, but I mean like this, we need to keep our eyes open um, for the opportunity to invite. Invitation is so important. Uh, you know, I, I got to the place I am today because of an invitation. I'm sure each and every single one of us here got, got to the place that you are. You're here in this church because someone invited you. You know, for me, it was this guy named John Tucker. He kept bugging me and bugging me and telling me, "Hey, you should go to Momentum. You should go to Momentum." And like, if it wasn't for that invitation, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be standing here today. And Momentum has been by far like the thing that helped me grow the most in my in my personal life and my spiritual life. And if it wasn't for his personal invitation, I wouldn't be here. You know, if you if you actually go back to further my story a little bit and. There was actually a guy named David who invited me to a Bible study. This was before like you know I went to church before anything else, and like I remember like in those first few months where I got to meet Jesus, I remember like i I, I started crying all of a sudden I, like even even earlier during worship, I was just crying because I was thinking about like men of, of that time when i in my first few months in my faith where uh, I remember I was crying and David came up to me and said like, hey dude, why are you crying, bro? Like, you okay? Like, I was 21 years old and he's like, are you all right? Like, why are you crying so much? And like, it was because I remember saying like, I wish somebody would have told me this sooner. And can I tell you, like, there's so many people in your life that is exactly like Zacchaeus. People in your life that you know, are hungry for God, that are wanting more of God. And all we need is just an invitation. And you know, I'm, I'm gonna go Jeremy Jones on you guys for a little <laughs> bit, I'm gonna go practical. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll, like, this is the invitation message that we get every now and then it, it, at church. And you know, so how can we invite people? Like, what are, like, what do we do? Like, do we just go up to them, hey, you should go to Momentum. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go through a uh, practical way, okay? You need to look for three knots and. In conversations okay when we invest in learning stories when we talk to people as we ha- as we get to know them as we get to know their stories look for three knots in their lives okay whether whether they say that they're not in church that's pretty simple right not prepared for it so not prepared for it, something like they're going through a transition in their life you know whether their husband just went on deployment their wife went on deployment or they just got recently married, recently engaged, or recently divorced, whatever it may, it may be. Like, they're like, I was not prepared for this. Or like if you have a conversation with them, and they say, you know what, things are just not going well. You know, my, my life is a mess, my, my marriage is a mess, school is a mess, my relationship is a mess. When we have these conversations, when we invest in learning stories and we hear these cues of like, oh man, I'm not in church, I'm not prepared for it, I'm not going well. This is when we need to invite someone. This is our opportunity to invite someone. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I, I'm trying not to sound like Dr. Uh, Seuss here, but like the cues will actually tell you the who's. Okay, so if you're wondering <laughs> who to invite, look for the cues of not in church, not prepared for it, not going well. And that's your cue to invite someone. Um, can I give you another practical tip? Time? Okay, all right. Um, when it comes to inviting someone, don't don't, don't be weird. I think we, I Let's think pray. Yeah, be weird. I, like we we have those people that just like just randomly like hey come to church with me. I don't I don't know like we we have coffee. It's like I don't know. It's like so weird. <laughs> it's like for me like the, the best way, the best way I invite people to church is I use the phrase come sit with me. I think when we phrase it that way, I think it takes out, it, it makes it a little bit more personal to them. You know, it, ma- it makes it seem like we actually care for them, which hopefully we do. Uh, and, you know, this takes out any doubt whether you know, they'll be sitting alone if they come. And it kind of eases their mind if, that they're not taking this next step by themselves. Because, you know, when I, when I, before I started going to church, like, going to church is a big deal. Like before you start going to church, church, going to church for the first time is a very big deal. And when you say come sit with me, it eases their mind and tells them you can relax, I'm there with you in this next step. So keep your eyes open for the opportunity to invite. When we invite someone and we tell them come sit with me, we get to play a part in their lives where their lives can be changed forever.
0: Awesome. Number three is simply this. Number three is the opportunity to include. Keep your eyes open for the opportunity to include. It, it, it's this. It's, it's this idea from the passage, and it's one of the most dynamic parts of the whole story that we have. And it says this in, in the passage. Jesus is at Zacchaeus's banquet, and they've mended their relationship. Zacchaeus has found God in Christ, and Jesus stands up at the banquet and says, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Now, you've got to get inside the culture for a minute to realize just how powerful and purposeful this was. Because what happened was this. If you were the average person in Jericho in that day, your nationality was everything to you. If you were the standard person living in that city, which was a Jewish community, to be Jewish is hard to explain in our culture today because it was your identity, your community, your sense of well-being, your worth and worthiness, your ability to make an income, all tied into one simple thing, that you were a descendant of Abraham, that you came from God's chosen people, Israel, that was their way of saying I matter and I belong and you flash forward and you think back on Zacchaeus one day deciding he was going to make a living by collecting taxes for the Roman government. He gets his first check from Rome with Caesar's name on it it was the day that he lost all of that it was the day that he lost his community his family, his identity. It was the moment that he became an outsider. Jesus does something dynamic and you can't afford to miss it. At the banquet, he stands up. In my mind's eye, it's with an arm around Zacchaeus. And he says, this man too is a son of Abraham. He could have said, his sins are forgiven, everyone, just so you know, it's all good now. Sins are forgiven. Be healed. He could have said, I have now healed you in, in the name of God. Your, your greed is gone. You are changed. But he says, this man is now a part of my family. Those words mean you have counted him out, but today I'm telling you he's in You have made him an outsider, but I'm telling you he's got a seat at my table. And Jesus leverages his authority as son of God to say, I'm telling you he's now a part of the family and if you've got a problem with that, you've got a problem with me. Momentum, let us not forget the power of inclusion. Did you know one of the most repeated evangelism strategies in the New Testament is hospitality? ability to welcome others into your home your life and your church it's what Jesus did here and I got to believe if we are his body his people his representation on earth today that we should be doing the same this has this corporate expression that I hope we have we'll have a vision moment here in a second as a church and it has an individual expression as well that we live in our lives when we leave this place I'll share the corporate one really quick and and Will you can just share the personal uh, the personal application of inclusion but as a church it means that we always make room for one more Please go into this moment with me when Jesus stands up with the sinner, the betrayer, that he's not a part of us. When he puts his arm around Zacchaeus and says, he's a part of the family, there would have been a collective gasp, just a, okay? So we're gonna practice that, all right? I, I need you, I'm gonna read those, that, that yellow words and you gasp, okay? So he goes, because this man too is a son of Abraham. All right, you can breathe out. <laughs> Everyone would have gasped. But I'm guessing one man didn't his name was Matthew it was one of Jesus followers who was also a tax collector also an outsider that Jesus had already welcomed into the family a few chapters earlier in the book of Luke I just see Matthew in this corner smiling come on man and this passage makes us ask who we are as a church Are we the crowd or are we Matthew? Are we the group who's gonna hold up a standard and say, you've gotta be this holy to belong? Are we a bunch of saved sinners who says, hey, there's always room for one more in this place? Are we a church that keeps our eyes and our hearts open to people who are new knowing that as they come in this place, they're really looking for God? I got to tell you something. This is dangerous because as a church, We want to love one another well. I mean, I hope you find your best friends at this church. I hope you can't wait to show up at the men's breakfast at 6 a.m. this coming Wednesday and join us. It's BYOB. That means buy your own biscuit. It's going to be awesome. Keith's going to be there. And I hope you have a blast. And then I hope you serve at Vista Square this Saturday. It's not too late to sign up on your momentum app at, at 9 a.m. to 1130 a.m. on the 14th. Once the rain has stopped, we're going to go over there and we're going to clean the garden. And I hope you meet all kinds of great people there. I hope you love it. And then I hope you come here and I hope you have new friends. You're like, remember when we we did that garden work yeah man god really used us in that and you're like yeah high five. Oh my gosh i got so many friends here but i hope at the same time we're intentional because here's what can happen um blue shirts welcome teamers don't be shy come on up i you guys are the, ne- the you're the next prop in the message seriously uh, um welcome up the the, me- the welcome team come on come on don't be shy they, yeah. they got your communion today And there, and there, here, uh, just come around down up here, I don't know, Uh, there's no room up here, so might as well make it even less room, there you go, (laughs) come on up, yeah, there's stairs on the side, don't worry. See, here's what I hope, I hope that as a church, we love each other so well, we're connected around Jesus so well, it looks like this, go ahead, Will stand here, and then Martin stand right here facing Will. And then put your arms around each other. Go ahead, Jess. There you go. Now just arms around each other. See, I hope there is a bond. (laughs) This is nice, man. This is cute. I hope there is a bond in this church. But I also hope we remember as we bond with one another, we have to create space for one more. Because here's the thing. If somebody's new, nope, 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 bad mic, bad mic, bad mic. If somebody's new and they're trying to connect to this community, And we are so well-bonded that all they see is a bunch of backs turned, and nobody there to welcome them in, we're not a very welcome, welcome team anymore. Here's the model of Christ, Martin, could you shuffle around right there and extend an arm out this way. Jess, could you put an arm out this way? This is Jesus' vision for the church, family that's bonded together but at the same time has arms extended to make room for one more. Wow. i tell you something, this comes down to how you live. This is how we live in community group when that new family says, heck, we'll give it a try. This is how we live in the courtyard when we see that person who's new looking down at their phone just trying to find something to occupy their time while no one will talk to them. This is how we live at serve days and momentum happenings Bonded together, making room for one more. Say thank you to these guys. Yeah. You go head and hop down. There you go. Nice. Well done. But there's also an individual expression that happens when we're not together. Will, why don't you take them there?
1: Yeah. Um Man, like for me, I mean that's so good. Like healthy Christians make room for one more. Bring life people make room for one more. And see like for me, my, my own personal story like i I was ten years old when I moved here uh, from the Philippines, so w- right from the very beginning when I moved here in the United States, like I felt like an outsider i, I didn 't fit in like I, I went into the fourth grade and you know i I, I felt like the ugly duckling like you know i didn 't feel included i didn 't know where I could fit in you know I was the shy, introverted kid in class um, back then. I'm not anymore. And, you know, I grew up in a broken family too where, uh, you know, they did did their best to love on me, but there was still something missing. But, you know, I, I just grew up not feeling love, not feeling like I mattered. And for me, like, it wasn't up until I went to church. That's when I really started. That's when I felt inclusion for the first time in my life. It was actually this church. It was momentum that actually made me realize, like, man, I have a place here. I have a place to belong And Can I just encourage you guys that we need to keep doing that. You know, we're, we're a church. I believe we're, that's a great picture of, of what our church is, is that we, we have a circle, but our circles are open. And we just need to keep doing that and keep doing that because there, there are people out there. There are Zacchaeuses out there. I was a Zacchaeus. And there's people in your life that are Zacchaeuses, that, that are just willing, that, that are wanting more of God, they are wanting that invitation, and we need to do that. Um, you know, I have this saying that, that I, I live by, is that you need to be the person today that you needed yesterday. You need to be the friend today that you needed yesterday. For me, like, I was someone that was lost. I was someone that, that, that was in darkness. I, I went through so many dark seasons of my life. And if it wasn't for the people in my life that, that were bold enough, that were courageous enough to take on the challenge of bringing life, I, I've said this before, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here standing in front of you guys. You know, we all, need, we all needed a friend at one point, right? So I just wanna encourage you guys Be that friend today that you needed yesterday.
0: Yeah. The last thing I'll leave you with is simply this. Jesus took a risk, and it changed a life. He didn't know Zacchaeus was going to come down. He didn't know that it would become the story of this great repentance and this life change and this transformation that happened, but he knew that Zacchaeus was worth the risk. Can I tell you something simply? There's somebody in your life that's worth the risk as well. Keep your eyes open and remember to include somebody else the way you are included as well. Let's pray. God and Father, thank you so much for this family, for this church, for our lives together. God, I pray that you would send us from this place, that you would fill us and send us so we can go and bring life to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast and download the Momentum app from your app store. See you next week.